Hello and welcome once more to the ComicCrush.com presents From Panels to Pictures. This is our comic book, movie and TV podcast and in a moment we'll be talking to actor, writer, producer, director and of course comic book writer Jay Baruchel. We're also going to be talking to Jimmy Palmiotti. He's a comic book writer in Inca, I'm sure you know who he is. Um, and we'll, they'll be talking about their brand new elevated horror film Random Acts of Violence which is out now on streaming service Shudder. Before we talk about the film just want to let you guys know about the brand new Patreon tiers. There are now three tiers on the Patreon, ranging from $2.50 a month to $12 a month. There's loads of great stuff on offer there. I'd be really grateful if you guys go and take a quick look at it, um, see if there's anything that interests you. We really need your support to keep going. It really helps us out in every way, even at the sort of $2 level. That keeps us going, keeps the lights on, keeps me making these podcasts making great content for the website um i just want to remind you that our content is curated we don't kind of put up every bit of comic book news the approach we take is a bit more considered i hope you like the approach we're taking i'm happy to get any feedback from you guys you can contact me um paul at thecomicrush.com by email or hit us up on thecomicrush.com twitter uh, tell us what you think of the shows. Tell us what you think of the content. Um, you can DM me. Just, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to get feedback and hear from you guys because you guys are the reason I do it. I love doing this stuff. I want to be able to keep doing it. So please, please help us out if you can. If you don't want to commit to a monthly subscription, you can also find Paul from The Comic Crush on Ko-Fi where we can take one-time donations and that again really really helps us out but there are a load of great patreon tiers there so do check them out and see what you think so random acts of violence this is based on the comic by jimmy palmiotti justin gray giancarlo caruso and paul mounts and it's the story of todd and ezra respectively the writer artist and publisher of slasher man slasher man is a comic book that uses a real life killer for inspiration and when on a tour of conventions for the final issue todd and ezra realize that a new series of murders is unfolding just like those in Todd's comic. Because this recording is part of a press junket in which Jay and Jimmy generously gave their time, you'll only hear one question from the comic crush, but there is a section where Jay and Jimmy shoot each other some questions about the experience of the comic and the film. We'd like to thank them for giving their time to this, and also thanks to Demi from A Badge of Friendship for arranging this interview. So it's a short one, but I hope you enjoy it. Now, on with the show. Hey guys. Hi. I just wanted to ask you, uh, there's a lot of talk these days about elevated horror within the horror film genre. How do you think that applies to this film? And um, do you think, Jimmy, that there's an equivalent in comics? Well, of course, I want my movie to be viewed in the best possible light. So (laughs) I'm a bit biased. I, of course, would be the first to say it's elevated. But I, I, I also just think that, like, when... When, when people say elevated horror, I think more than anything that speaks to preconceived notions and, and, and what they think the genre is. I would argue that Exorcist was elevated horror. I could argue that Romero's Night of the Living Dead is elevated horror and Psycho is as well. And so I, I, if I go far back to Lon Chaney Sr., I could find elevated horror, you know. And, and so I don't think it's like a, a silly sort of expression. What I mean is I think it's it's people that uh, are kind of less familiar with the genre finding it and finding merit in it in the ways they find merit in every other fucking movie. So ultimately, it's for someone else to say. But yeah, in my 
terribly biased opinion. This is a highly elevated horror film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, comics. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think you know, uh, sometimes the equivalent in comics is the production and how well it's written. It's just a matter of how much thought is put into something, and and you know. I, I, uh, it's a visceral thing, so maybe paper stock elevates something. <laughs> you know, yeah. it could be as simple as that. I mean, it, you know, when you when you do a comic book, I mean, it, you know, you're only as the writer sometimes is only as good as the artist. Uh, you can write a, a masterpiece, and then some guy or some gal comes in and they they can't nail the the nuances of what you need, or the storytelling is awkward. So there's a lot of problems that can happen in in a in a comic book, and then when it's brilliant, it's brilliant, you know. And we we have all these problems all the time. Great art, terrible story. Great story, terrible art. Um, so comic books, are, and then we have a, you know maybe there's a letterer that doesn't put the right word balloons. There's so many little things that go into it. But unlike a film, you know, a comic book is a three or four person production, where a film is, I think, if you sit and watch Jay's credits at the end of the film, there's like a couple of hundred people involved. You know, films are miracles that they get done because I, you know, just watching them, I'm like, I, I just, even watching them shoot a scene three times, I just want to jump, you know, off a house at that point. Nothing too cool. Maybe just a house where, you know, I, basically I go home and I write and I write a page or two and I'm like, okay, dinner time. So it's a whole different thing. But as far as the comic book, we were trying to, to write something that was not just a throwaway comic, like something quick fix thing. You know, it, it was a graphic novel. It was 60-something pages. We went into all the characters, you know. Of course, our job is to try to do something better than the thing we saw before. So I, I think on some level, that's always, you're always trying to be elevate whatever you're doing. I'm always trying to make my next book better than the last one I did. So I, I think it's just a natural thing for uh, an artist to do is try to get better. Something is you know? elevated. It's not for lack of trying. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It, you know, it's up to the eye of the beholder, of course, whether you accomplished it or not. You know, everybody has a different. I don't know if you noticed the Internet. Everybody's got a different opinion for everything. So, uh, you know, you have to have faith in what you do and that you're trying doing the best you can. And you, you can feel it, you know, and, and hopefully that's what elevates it each time. Cool. Thanks, guys. So we have a little bit of time well, left. Definitely not enough to go around. So, um, I know, Jay, Jimmy, do you guys want to ask each other a question? Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> fuck, no, I'm stressed fuck. I got a question for you. How do you feel like, you know, with this COVID going on, if it doesn't get to be in theaters so much, other than drive-ins, right? We, we had a couple of drive-ins. Yeah. But is it is it usually disappointing to you? Honest to God, for me, not not even kind of. Because, because I was like, uh, we my I was a city kid. And we didn't have a car most of the time. And and so what this meant was I lived at my video store. And so if I, as a 38-year-old man, look back on all of my favorite movie-watching moments throughout my life, the fucking vast majority of them are at home or at my friend's house. You know, like, and, and, I, and I have some dear memories of going to the cinema that, I, you know, but I just, like... I don't subscribe to the idea that a movie isn't a movie if it's not on a big screen, uh, just because that was not my experience. And as like a working class ish kid in the '90s, I didn't really, I wasn't snobby at the video store. If something had a cool poster and a neat kind of plot summary on the back, I rented it, and that would be B movies and tons of straight to videos too. So, so I, I am like, 
to be honest, Jimmy, the fact that we're on any, we're in theaters up here in Canada right now, and like that, this movie is on a big screen in July is fucking crazy and unheard of. So, so if anything, I, I think it's all kind of gravy. Very cool. Very cool. How do you feel now that the fucking thing is actually coming out and like people are, you know, are, and I see, I notice it's like people are, are buying the special edition of the comic a lot and shit. And, and is it, since you said goodbye and sent this thing away 10 years ago, is it a weird thing to have it come home to roost now or it, you know, it, it's, um, well, I do, I get a lot of people asking me, can you, can I get a copy of the book? So I just printed 400 just, you know, to put out there on uh, my paper film site and as people wanted to get it, but I, I didn't print many of them. You know, I just figured, go watch the movie. Stop buying the comics, go watch the movie. But it, it's it's exciting. It's exciting for me because, um, it, it's again, it's just, uh, it's kind of cool. You know, I tell my wife, hey, look, I, you know, they made a movie out of my book and man, it's like, yeah, you know, I don't know. And there's a lot of, uh, it's, it's a lot of sex appeal to it. <laughs> good, good. Um, I'm, I'm hoping there's a movie poster somewhere, you know, that's, I, I want to put it on my wall. That's, that's, uh, but you know, it, it's, it's just exciting. It's exciting to see anything you do be taken serious by other people, other artists. So, um, you know, each and every time it's, it's another thrill. I mean, when, when Amanda and I sat down and watched the film, everything was exciting, but nothing was more exciting than seeing my credit on the movie. That was pretty cool. You know, that. <laughs> um, I'm a comic book guy, so I, it's a very small world, you know. It's like you know Hollywood and movies and all that. That's I'm still a fan of that, so I'm I'm a fan of your work, Jay. You know, I mean, I've seen all your movies and stuff. So like getting a guy a guy that I respect to actually adapt something that uh, J Justin and I worked on was like a real special gift. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate you saying that. I'm a big fan of yours as well. So, Jimmy, Jay, if you guys want to talk about what you have coming up next, that could be a nice way to just wrap it up and, and, and close out. Yeah, sure. Go, so back, go ahead. What's coming down the pike? Uh, okay. Uh, let me let me think about this for a second. We're, uh, my wife and I are finishing up the uh, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey uh, Black Label book. It was a four-issue series. Um we just did a, uh, a digital uh, Harley Quinn story for uh, Black, White, and Red. And we just, one of Scott Snyder's uh, Batman books, we did a, um, a super pet story that uh, will uh, make you look at your pet differently from now on. Um, I have a, uh, a Kickstarter that's currently on Kickstarter called uh, Pop Kill. That's a book Dave Johnson and I worked on. And... Um, that's uh, we're raising money to publish that, and uh, I know I'm going to miss something. Uh, and as far as um, a lot of stuff, I of mine is in development. So um, you know, uh, it's like I get those emails that say uh, this person's looking at this and that. Um, but basically, everything I'm doing, I, I list. I have a website called Paper Films, paperfilms.com, which uh, I list everything Amanda and I. Uh, do and we send out a mailer so uh, make it easy for people if they want to find us they can find us Jay oh uh, yeah uh, I am not certain what I'm allowed to mention but um, there's a uh, our one of our Jesse and my other kind of babies is this uh, this this uh, 70s uh, um, cop show kind of like hour hour long sort of we, we tried to make a thing 
trying to write this thing that's basically like the movies our dad showed us. So like Seven Ups and Charles Bronson shit and Bullet and all that kind of stuff, except for it takes place in Montreal between uh, 70 and 1976. Because in 1970, you had martial law declared in Montreal. And said by 76, you had the Olympics. And in between there was the bank robbery capital of the world. And so it's a, it's our chance to write a love letter to a Montreal that we only ever heard our parents talking about. So there's that. There's this documentary that we are writing and I'll be directing about the true story of the Great Escape. And uh, then there, I don't know if I can, there's some podcast shit that i'm building that i'm not allowed probably to talk about and then uh and then and then kind of uh writing my two kind of um thought babies which is one's a thing about a spitfire pilot in the second world war and one's a thing about robin hood but anyway so those are my, my little babies but the things that are like immediately in front of me are the things i just mentioned oh and this and this TV show I was hosting right before COVID happened uh, called We're All Gonna Die. Um, so it was about a TV show about existential risk. Uh, but uh, yeah, a whole, whole bunch of shit. I just, I get a lot of, uh, I, get, I get taken to the principal's office pretty much after every one of these interviews where I said something I wasn't allowed to mention. So, uh, but yeah, I, uh, keep, keep him busy and trying to be a good person. I got a question, Jay. Are you still doing comic books? Yes, so uh, not not in an ownership capacity anymore. Thank God, uh, um, I'm out of I'm not I'm not part owner of Chapter House anymore. But uh, Andrew Marino at DC has been super super cool, and I've gotten to um, I've gotten to write a two as of yet two flash stories for him for for DC, and uh, and there's something else come and and a Nightwing thing for the Crimes of Passion, and uh, so there's another one of those potentially uh in the in the near future as well does it does it hurt when they tell you how much they're going to pay you for it does that really hurt does it hurt you deep down inside it it should but i'm such a fucking eager fanboy that i like literally tell them it doesn't matter (laughs) like i would pick up their dry cleaning for them you know just to get the chance to get that i have emails that end I get received emails from people that end in at DC.com. Like, it's the coolest thing in the fucking universe. So, so that, that's payment enough. There you go. Cool. Um, I think that's a good moment to end it before Jay uh, goes into more detail about how little he'll work for. Um, thank you all so much for coming here. And Jay, Jimmy, thank you so much. Um, and I hope you both have a really great day. This is super fun. I can't wait to see all the articles that come from this. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. It's nice to see you, Jimmy. You too, Jay. Talk to you soon. Thanks again there to Jay and Jimmy for giving their time for the interview. And, of course, to Demi at A Badger Friendship for arranging the interview. You can check out the film Random Acts of Violence on Shudder right now. Shudder is an Amazon Prime add-on subscription. So if you've already got Prime, you can get Shudder too. It's really cheap. I think you get a free trial. So you can start off with that and see what you like the look of. You can also catch up with us on Twitter at the Comic Crush. You can find us on Facebook, the ComicCrush.com page. You can like that and get updates about everything that's going on on the site. Of course, you can check out the site, the ComicCrush.com, and you can find all our podcasts. And of course, you can check out our Patreon, which I'll be really grateful if you took a look at. Any support you can give us helps us keep going really important for us to uh, get those subscriptions and to continue providing you with great curated comics content 
I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope you'll be back for the next episode. And I'll see you again soon on The Crush. <laughs>